Welcome to the Fresh Takes Podcast. Here's your host. What is up, you guys? It is Tim and Tank here for the first episode of Season 2 in the NFL Fresh Takes Podcast. How are we doing today, Tank? I'm living life, man. Living life. So... Week two is almost in the bag. We have two more Monday night games tonight. That is correct. Uh, how, uh, how are you feeling about your fantasy team? Let's just say uh, one league that I've, been, that I've been in for about five years now, uh, I got spanked again on week two. Uh, but the other fantasy league that I'm in, this is the first year in it, and it's actually your league. And let me tell you, um, I'm killing it. I'm not getting spanked. Yeah. Um, I kind of can not say that because although I am still in the running, I only need to get 30 more points tonight from Justin Jefferson. My team is full of injuries now as I drafted Dak and he is out. Uh, James Conner is now injured. Dalton Schultz now got injured. Hunter Renfro has now been injured. So, you know, my team's full of injuries. I mean, you did tell me, you know, when you're drafted on watch, it looks good on paper. But when it comes down to it, it's not going to be good. Yeah, but luckily enough, I was able to trade away Alvin Kamara, only to find out that he has then gotten hurt. And then I traded to get Kyler Murray from you. Yeah, you did get Kyler Murray from me. You actually um, should have started him. See, I... I wanted to start him, and I was like, you know, I feel like Matt Ro- uh, Matt Stafford's going to do a whole lot better against Atlanta. And for, like, the first three quarters, Kyler Murray had, like, ten points. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, all he did was run, so he looked good. And I was not expecting that. Yeah, I uh, I didn't start him in my other leagues. Don't worry. I made that, uh, that burner mistake again. And then, you know, I thought that Michael Carter would do good because he did good against Baltimore. And instead, they used Brees Hall all game. So I sat Rashard Bateman, and I should have started him because he got 20 points. And Rashard Bateman, you also gave to me. Yeah. Who did I trade you? Who did, okay, so I gave you Bateman. Who did I get from you? So you gave me Kyler Murray and Rashard Bateman, and in return, you got Carson Wentz and Tyler Boyd, which I did not That's expect – the Bengals receivers to do absolutely jack. Yeah, they they uh, shot me in the foot. But at least you didn't start him. Yeah, I wish I would have started Wentz, though. Yes. But, I mean, so I fell asleep during the Dolphins and Ravens game. And when I went to sleep, Tyreek had, like, eight points. And then I wake up to see him with 38 points. And I was so ecstatic. I was like, oh, I might actually be back in this game. And if it wasn't for Dalton Schultz getting two catches and then getting hurt in the last quarter and James Conner getting hurt in the third, I probably would be safer than needing 30 points from Jefferson. But, again, I don't know how he's going to do because he's up against Darius Slay tonight. And, I mean, one week I've looked – one week Jefferson blows up, the next week he doesn't do as good as you think. Well, let's just uh, say, I mean, he needs to show up. Because you did say that, you know, you think he might be uh, the MVP of the league this year. Yes, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be MVP, and there's no changing my mind. Uh, well, we'll see about that. Okay, who do you think is going to be MVP? Or, I mean – as of right now, yes, I, I see Justin Jefferson being MVP, but here's my thing. Give it a couple more weeks, and I, I think he's going to end up falling off the MVP wagon, and it's just going to be another QB like always. I just feel like with how much backlash they've gotten the last two years, it, it, there's no chance that it's going to be another quarterback. Although I just got notified that Josh Allen got another touchdown. So maybe Josh Allen's going to be MVP this year. It could be. But I mean, you know, he, he did throw it to uh, Stephon Diggs. But since, you know, that game is happening right now, we will go ahead. 
the Eagles and the Vikings game has just started. So we'll start out by going and saying what we feel like is going to be the victories of tonight. So I think that Buffalo is going to win tonight. And I think that Minnesota will come out on top. And if it's true that Minnesota comes out on top, the Giants are the number one team in the NFC East. I'm just putting it out there. I don't want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, actually, I agree with you. Buffalo and Minnesota uh, winning tonight. So. I'd say if, if Minnesota does win, a lot of people are saying that they're not going to win their division this year and that Green Bay just looked rough and they're going to come back. But I think Minnesota has it this year. I think Minnesota is going to get a wild card. I don't think they're going to win the division. Uh, no, I think that they'll win the division and Packers will be a wild card. I don't know. Something about me with Aaron Rodgers just and his receivers. I mean, they were on a good page last night, but I don't think they, they got that it. They were. I'll give them credit. All right. Um, we will go ahead and we will go through the games from week two. And I will go ahead and I'll start out by saying I think the biggest shock from week two is Cooper Rush 2-0 in his career. I did not expect Dallas to pull that off. <laughs> you know, I, as a Cowboys fan, I uh, I did not see that either. But you got to give uh, Cowboys credit for pulling it out with a backup. But um, – like I've said on my Facebook, with, with us playing the way we were in, in the second half, we aren't going to go very far at all. In fact, uh, might as well just play for pick number two or three in the NFL draft. Well, I mean, you know, having Schultz get hurt doesn't help. Uh, at one play, I don't know if, how good he is, like, with his injury or not, but Michael Parsons looked like he got hurt with his ankle. Yeah, I did see that. It, but I haven't heard anything about Michael Parsons, so uh, let's just hope and pray that it stays the way it is. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll hit the 1 o'clock games, and we'll start out with my favorite team and the team that's going to be this year's Bengals. The New York Giants beat the Carolina Panthers 19-16. to 16. <sighs> Can we just skip that game? Because, uh, <laughs> one, I'm a Cowboys fan. Two, you're a Giants fan, and I just don't like the Giants. You know, actually, that that would be my pick for upset of the week is uh, you Giants didn't, and the Panthers. You didn't think we would beat the Panthers? No, I didn't see it. I know. I, I thought that. Uh, oh shoot! I'm having a brain fart all of a sudden. Um, Baker Mayfield. I thought he would. No, dude. I think. I think the Giants are going to start out looking good because let, next week we have Dallas, okay? Dalton Schultz gone. Michael Parsons, if he's still hurt, he's out. Dak, gone. So I think we could start out 3-0, and then we have Chicago after that, which I don't think Chicago is going to beat us. And then I think the next two, we have Packers and Ravens, which I think we'll lose those. And with how Jacksonville is looking, it's going to be sketchy against Jacksonville. But then we have Seattle, Texans, and Lions. And, I mean, Lions have put up, what, 30 points against Eagles and Commanders? So that one, it'll be a little rough. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I would. But then after Lions, we have Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. So I think yeah. we're going to start out good right yeah. away. Okay. So I, I uh, want to say that I have a on with a friend of mine, ISP, um, who's a fellow Giants fan. And uh, he and I have a bet going on that Giants, I said Giants won't make the playoffs at all. And uh, he says that the Cowboys won't make the playoffs and the Giants will. So uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I love you as a friend, but I hope the Giants don't make it. <laughs> I don't think either are making it, in my opinion. I think the other divisions are too much that we're not going to make it. All right, so another 1 o'clock game, the Jets and the Browns. Uh, let me just start by saying that I was not 
expecting the Jets to score two touchdowns in less than two minutes to win this game. But it would have been nice if, you know, Michael Carter would have got one of those touchdowns. I agree with you on that one. But you know what? You got to give it to Flacco. I mean, he's been in the league for what? I don't know how many years. It's been a while. 15? It's a, it's like it's 15 this year. I, was just at, I think it was 15 or 16. But let me tell you, to give, give, gotta give the guy credit to come back against the Browns. Uh, and let's talk okay. about. Go ahead. Let's talk about rookie Garrett Wilson out there. Eight catches, like 120 yards or something, and two touchdowns? Yeah, that, that's remarkable. And this I mean, turn it into a passing league. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the top three passing leaders are Carson Wentz, Tua, and Joe Flacco. But I mean, you know, I think after tonight, Josh Allen will probably be one of the top three. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely tonight. After tonight, uh, I see it happening. But, like, the Browns, they were looking good on offense. Like, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, they tearing through like they always do. You know, the Browns have legit – they went from being horrible to being semi-decent and actually having a team to – being the back to being the laughing stock of the NFL, and it what? sucks. They're the laughing stock, but not because of football, though. Just the antics that they do, and like all of the stuff. Like, did you see about the stuff before the game? No, I didn't see the. I didn't see much about before the game. So before the game, people were tailgating, and they put a mannequin on a table with a towel over its area and it said that massages are not illegal and then there was fans wearing jerseys where one said tugging and the other one said rubbing oh my gosh so yeah they kind of bring it upon themselves it's not the league and that they're playing no, bad football I just, they just make bad decisions very yeah. bad decisions uh, so another one o'clock game was the Lions and Commanders, and I thought that Carson Wentz was going to look bad, and he started to turn it up in the second half. But oh my gosh, dude, there's no stopping this Lions team. I mean, I know they lost last week, but they turned it around and scored 35 last week, scored 36 this week. They're, I think, the highest scoring team right now. I got it. They're shocking me. They're not my sleeper team, um, but they are definitely shocking me this year. I think if they stay on this pace, they could be one of these teams that sneak into the playoffs. Well, they're still going to lose them as soon as they get into the playoffs. I don't think they have that team yet. <laughs> I don't know. Jared Goff is one of those people where he has one good year, and then he has four bad years, and he has another good year. And this could be Goff's one year. He has something to prove this year. He, that he does, but I, I I don't I don't know. You I have, in in the in their division, you have the Green Bay, the Minnesota Vikings, and then you got Chicago Bears. And honestly, that division, even if you're going to include the Lions right now, that division looks like a beast. Okay, but they don't have to win the division; they can still sneak in as a wild card. Well, I mean, you do have three wild cards nowadays. Yeah, I'm saying now that there's three wild cards, they could potentially sneak in. I'm willing, I would make I'd be willing to make a bet on that and say that they won't make it. They're gonna tank at the end. I, I say at week well, let me go with week nine. I bet you they'll tank. I know. Let me see who they play next week. And if it's a team that's actually pretty good, I'll determine off of that. Next week they play the Vikings. Okay. So if they look good against the Vikings, they don't have to win, just look good, then I will say that they have a chance of making it in. I'm going to hold you to that statement. If they look good next week, I think that they will have a chance to make it in. If they don't look good next week, there's no hope. They just played some two And that's a one, okay that's a one o'clock game. Yes. So, I, I don't know. 
they look good and like, but also they play two pretty bad defenses. Although the Eagles have an already defense, but I don't know. Next up, Bucks versus Saints. Tom Brady finally beats the Saints in the regular season. He is now one and four against them. And he did it without the help of Julio <laughs> Jones. He did it without Chris Godwin. And I don't know if you saw this. I'm pretty sure you probably did. He lost Mike Evans because Mike Evans decided to body Marshawn Lattimore for getting in Tom Brady's face. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and I, in fact, uh, he's uh, suspended next week for next week's uh, game. And Ma- Marshawn Lattimore didn't get in trouble. Which I'm actually I'm still trying to figure that one out. But, you well, know, I Brady... mean, he got in Brady's face and Fournette pushed him. So he pushed Fournette back and then Evans hit him and Lattimore didn't hit back or nothing. Wasn't didn't Lattimore last year was it last season that Lattimore had um gotten into a fight with wasn't it with the Buccaneers? He has gotten in a no Chauncey Gardner got in the fight last year. And that's when yeah, Tom right, Brady right. cursed him out. But the year before that, when Jameis Winston was still on the team. No, two years before that. Jameis Winston was still on the team. And Marshawn Lattimore got in Jameis Winston's face and Mike Evans hit him from behind. So Lattimore and Mike Evans do not like each other. How how much longer do you think they're going to be uh, in the same division? Oh, I mean, I think to the end of time, it's probably going to be. Do you remember when Odell got into a fight with Josh Norman when Norman was on the Panthers? And then the next year literally went went to the Redskins just so he could fight Odell twice a year? Oh, yeah. I think that they'll just follow each other. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be putting it past them to do something like that. But I'd I mean, find it funny on, if they were on the same team. <laughs> Could you imagine the practices oh, between these two? Well, apparently, Lattimore and Michael Thomas get in fights at practice too. So, I, I'm surprised Goodell does not. Really look into these things. Oh, he doesn't care. He's just worried about making his money. That's all he's worried about, making money, money, money. All right. Next up, Patriots versus Steelers. Woo! Uh, I think it might be time to let Kenny Pickett take a ride. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I agree with that statement 100%. I do not think that the Patriots should have won that game. That was all Steelers. And, mm, wow, they just looked bad that game. Najee Harris isn't doing anything running-wise. And Trubisky doesn't look good out there. Their defense looks like it's not solid without T.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that really honestly sticks out in my brain on that game, though, is the uh, catch by uh, Nelson Aguilar. Oh, yeah. Dude, he mossed Witherspoon. I- I'm sorry. That was – Yeah, that catch. I think the best, one of the best for week two. But I don't know. I, I Part of me wants to say that the uh, Steelers aren't going to do anything again this year. I am a firm believer – that this is the year Mike Tomlin does not go over 500. You only even go over 500. Wow. He will not have a winning record this year. I think Steelers will be eight and nine. Eight and nine. Or okay. seven and ten. I don't think they're getting a winning record this year. This is the one year they, they don't do it. Unless they put Kenny Pickett in. See, I have a feeling that. They're going to go nine and eight. I I just don't see that. I mean, I think what they have one of the hardest schedules this year, and their division is hard. Although the Bengals look like they're nothing now, and until Browns get Deshaun Watson back, I don't really see the Browns being anything. Yeah, I I mean, I honestly. Who I see winning that division is the Ravens. 
Oh, 100%. And, and they're not even playing. I, I mean, they're balling out, but I don't even feel like the Ravens are that good. All right. Well, since we're on that topic, we'll we'll go into the Ravens game. Leading 28-7 to at halftime and then losing 42-38. to Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on now. How do you go into the halftime with a massive lead the way you are and then – they started the game out with a 103-yard kick return. Like, what are you doing, Baltimore? Okay, so the two things that caught my eyes on that game, honestly, is the Dev, – Dev, I don't know how you say his last name. Devin Duvernay, I think. Yeah, Duvernay. The, the opening kickoff for 103 yards, setting a, a record for the Baltimore Ravens, was phenomenal. And uh, Bateman, I will say, will be an asset to – Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson really has to, I feel, step up his game this year. I don't even know if it's Lamar. Lamar looked very good yesterday. I mean, he had, he he had what, 300 passing yards, was it? Hold on, let me Uh, see. Lamar had 318 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and then 119 rushing yards with one touchdown. The man had a 79-yard rushing touchdown. Okay, Not, yeah. His running backs can't do anything. Because, I okay. mean, Justice Hill, 16 yards. Kenyon Drake, 8 yards. Mike Davis, 4 yards. They can't do nothing. Yes, Lamar had a fumble on the one-yard line. That screwed them really bad on that play. But I think Lamar looks pretty good out there. And it could be another MVP season for Lamar. But here's the thing about Lamar. What does it what, what usually happens when he gets into the playoffs? Okay, yes, you got me there. You know, what they have one and, win and I'm not, the playoffs? That's what I'm, saying. that's what I'm saying. He has to be able to ball out this year. And Okay, but also here's where I defend Lamar. His defense can't even keep a healthy person over week four. And then his receivers are all like three years and under. The only receiver he has is Mark Andrews, who apparently can't catch a ball this year. And his running backs, if Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbin don't get healthy soon, they're just going to keep picking people from the free agency and trying them out. They should have kept Devontae Freeman. And I agree with that statement 100%. Like, Kenyon Drake looked very good last year, but he's not producing. Mike Davis gets maybe four carries a game, and he hasn't even gotten over 20 yards. You know, I haven't even looked into it, but uh, how long is uh, J.K. Dobbins going to be out for? There's potential that he can return next week. But also, every day they say Dobbins could return this week. And then it's like, well, let's give him another week off. So apparently there is talks that he will be back next week. We'll, we'll see uh, when he comes back. And I mean, who knows about Gus Edwards? And they just lost Kyle Fuller. I don't even know why you signed Kyle Fuller at this point anymore. The last three or four years, he's torn his ACL. Usually when that goes, you, you go down left and right. Exactly. And he just keeps doing it. But – I want to go back to the actual game. So 28-7 at halftime, right? They come back. Yep. They let Miami get 14 points. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like 14 unanswered points. And then Baltimore only gets another touchdown. And then they get a field goal in the fourth quarter. And then they give up 28 points in the fourth quarter. And I mean, you know, it, it's kind of ridiculous that – they were all like five minutes or two minutes apart and yeah. they cannot cover Tyree killer, Jalen Waddle. Like Miami got the ball back no, and in one know, play Tyree kill 60 yards. Yeah. You know, and Tyree kill, he was for 13, you know, targets. He caught 11 balls for 190 yards, two touchdowns. And you said Waddle, he had 19 targets. He caught 11 you know, passes for 171 yards. Two, two touchdowns right there. So, I mean, in Tua, I mean, look at Tua. He went 36 for 50 for 469 yards. I mean. Uh, I hate I, to say it because I, I don't really care for the guy, but Tua has looked 
very good the last two games. And but I know people were like, Tyreek's not going to produce because Tua is a bad quarterback, but Tua looks good. But here's the thing. Is it Tua looking good or is it Tyreek Hill making Tua look good? See, I don't – I want to say both because look, he's – Look at a couple years ago when, when Tyreek Hill wasn't there. Tua you, wasn't all that. So okay, I have a feeling that – Two years Tyreek ago – two years ago, Tua was coming off of an injury. He was trying to play through an injury still. Last year, he did not have an offensive line, and he was trying to get better with that. I think that, yes, sometimes Tua just throws like six yards and Tyreek turns it into 30 yards. But also, if you would have watched yesterday, there was times that Tua put the ball out right in front of Tyreek and all Tyreek needed to do was catch it and just take off. So he's putting the ball in the right place. He's just learning how to work with his offensive line. I think that's why he did bad last year, and he's looking good this year. So I'll give I'll put like you said about um, Detroit. Let's see who let's see who uh, they play next week. Next week they play the Bengals. No, Jets play the Bengals. I think they play the Steelers next week. Uh, the, 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 I just saw it. Where did it go? Maybe Buffalo next week. Yes, they play Buffalo next week. I mean, my eyes are getting bad on this phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have Buffalo so and then they have home against Buffalo. So they're home against Buffalo. That'll be the real test right there. Yeah. I w- so if, if Tua comes out and he doesn't have to win the game, but if he can come out and put up some decent points, yardages, touchdowns, and stuff like that, then I'll, I'll – We'll put it out there that Tua is a good quarterback. But until then, it's all Tyreek Hill. But also, let me just put this out there. Tredavious White will not be back until at least after week four. They have two rookie corners that are going to have to be covering Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. I mean, I know those corners are fast, but I think that these two receivers could potentially do what they did to Baltimore, who had Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Uh, so, in my mind, I, I think they will look very I, good. We'll see. We'll see on that. I, I just – I have a feeling with Buffalo, yeah, they might have the, the, you know, rookies that are not that experienced, but let me tell you. All right. Uh-uh. I, I think we cover that game enough. We'll go on to the next game, which is another team that I think is a sleeper this year. Jacksonville, 24 to nothing against the Colts. The Colts have gone six years. No, listen to me. The Colts have gone six years in a row where they have not beat Jacksonville at home, and Jacksonville looks very good this year. They are coming in a division where the Colts looked very bad against the Texans. The Titans looked very bad against the Giants, and right now don't look good against Buffalo. And – the Texans last night only scored nine points off three field goals. I think Jacksonville could come out on top of that division. Uh, the way you put it that way, yeah, I can see that. But Exactly. The uh. Colts <laughs> thought that getting rid of Carson Wentz and getting in Matt Ryan would make them look good. And Matt Ryan looks terrible. I, I just... He has not adjusted to that team. The only receiver they have is Michael Pittman Jr., and they all rely on Jonathan Taylor when that offensive line doesn't do anything. Jonathan Taylor is is a stud, though. I'll put it that way. Yes, he is, but you can't rely on a running back. And people are like, well, last year the Titans relied on Derrick Henry, and he went down. Yes, Derrick Henry went down, and the Titans still won all of their games without him. They had, they have, they had weapons. Exactly, and the Colts don't have that. The Colts' only receiver is Michael Pittman, and he's injured right now. All right. So if you say Jaguars are going to win that division, do you feel it's going to be an actual winning record, or do you think it's going to be 
500 or below and still winning the division? I think it'll be slightly over. I think it'll be a nine and six win that puts them over. Yeah, see, I don't see that. I, I honestly see it going to be an eight and nine record. I don't know. I think I think they will go nine and eight, and Tennessee will go eight and nine. But the um, the Jaguars will have the edge. On uh, another note, before we go into this, Philly is now up fourteen nothing after Jalen Hurts just throws a fifty three yard pass to Quez Watkins. So um, I think Philly's going to take that division. I hate to say it as a Giants fan, but I think Philly's got our division on lock. And um, oh yeah, and uh, uh, Tank, what was that that I said about uh, Super Bowl? Uh, I refresh my memory because uh, I definitely don't want to repeat that. <laughs> the Eagles are gonna go to the Super Bowl. I, it's just what I, I don't feel. See that. No, I think Jalen Hurts is going to finally quiet people up. They have A.J. Brown, who is a complete monster. Devonta Smith, who, you know, did bad for me in fantasy last week. That's why I traded him away. But, I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll get his footing. Quez Watkins, who is fast, as you can see by a 53-yard touchdown. Dallas Goddard. They have a three-headed monster back in the backfield with Miles Sanders Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. I and then their defense is stacked. I think that the Eagles look very good on paper and they're showing it to us now. All right. After that, we'll start with the four o'clock games now. Now we have the Seahawks versus the Niners. And we'll just first start out by saying with this game that uh hopefully Trey Lance gets better and that he doesn't have a bad, as bad injury and can be back next year. That is, the 49ers say that the QB is completely from procedure for two ankle injuries. Not only did he have one, he had two ankle injuries. So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta pray for the guy. But after that, um, I think Seattle's win last week was either a fluke or Denver looks very bad, which we will get into the Denver game later. And I think the answer is just Denver looks very bad. Yeah, Denver definitely looks really bad. Um, but, you know, if we, if we were to talk about this game real fast, you know, the 49ers who, you know, lost Sri Lance, had to bring in, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. And when Dak went down, um, you and I actually talked, and I was one of the first people I said that we need to bring in is Jimmy G. And now that uh, Trey Lance is down, I don't see the 49ers giving him up. So, Oh, definitely not. I don't think the 49ers were going to get rid of him anyways, if I'm being honest. Hey, I think it's gonna, if he ever does go, it's going to be, you know, free agency. Oh, next year he's not coming back. He's on a one-year gig right now. But I say I didn't think that they were going to get rid of him at all this year. Yeah, I. But where do you think he's going to land? Do you think New York, Giants or Jets? Giants. They're not. They're not going to give up on Zach Wilson. I don't see us re-signing Daniel Jones, and I think we will try and go for Jimmy G if he's in the free agency. I wouldn't want to mess with him. I mean, I wouldn't either, but there's no way we're going to land one of these quarterbacks that's in the draft unless we start tanking again, which I, I don't know about other Giants fans, but I'm tired of seeing us do bad. Oh, like, I'm not. I'm enjoying you all tanking yeah, everything. Yeah, I know you are. But, you know, we did good three years ago. I mean, granted, we didn't go positive. We went 8-9, and nine, should have – no, 7-10, and 10, should have made it to the playoffs – but the Eagles threw that game to let Washington into the playoffs. And the last two years, we have not looked good at all. And I'm tired of it. I'm ready for us to get a quarterback that we can rely on. I'm ready for an offensive line that, you know, looks good on paper, but cannot produce in the NFL. 
Um, I'm tired of receivers getting hurt every single year. And I would like for us to have some corners that know how to actually run. So, so pretty much you're talking about not uh, ask you for advice like your fantasy football? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Look, I got third place last year, and I started out very bad. One year, I went one and six and came back and won the championship. Just saying, I may look bad now, but I can turn it around because unlike anybody else, I wake up at 4 a.m. on Tuesdays so I can get first place at the market. (laughs) (laughs) Which is mainly what I do. So, you know. I, I think I could do good. Probably not. Probably we'll not. But I will say we have had this league. We started it last year, but we turned it into a keeper league last year. The year before that, we had another league, and we didn't turn that into a keeper league. But this is the first year they have conned me into doing money because I've always said about how I did want to do money. And this is the first year that we're doing money, and I'm probably going to lose my money. And, okay. and that's why I never put in money because I don't want to lose it. No, if, it come, if it comes to money, I am a sore loser. Oh, trust me, I am too. <laughs> so, you know, if I lose, I will probably be upset, but you know, it's what happens. Well, just I'm um, sorry to cut you off real quick, but uh, I'm watching the Buffalo Tennessee game and Buffalo just recovered a punt that was muffed by the Tennessee Titans. Well, when we had the computer go down, the Buffalo threw another touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. So yeah, if you have him in, years. yeah, if you have him in fantasy, he already has thirty-five points. So if you need a receiver and somebody's dumb enough to trade you Stephon Diggs, try and trade for him. Oh, definitely. But since we brought it up, we'll go and jump into the Denver and Texans game. How does Denver? only gets 16 points last week and this week, and they don't get a touchdown until, what, the fourth quarter? I'm sorry. Yeah, they did not get a touchdown until the fourth quarter and was losing until the fourth quarter. Russell Russell Wilson is not – he's a good quarterback, don't me wrong. But he, look at what he had in Seattle. I feel like he had the team built around him and I don't feel like the team is built around him in, in Denver Broncos. I'm sorry. I think the biggest problem is that he went from a team not having an offensive line to another team that does not have an offensive line. Like he has receivers all around him. He has two good running backs, but that offensive line is not good. Oh, it, and that's the problem. It, you know, it, it's sad to see that you know people these days go for money and i just i don't exactly like last week you paid the man so much money and don't even let him try on a fourth and five you just bring out your kicker it's just mind-boggling and like that game was so bad i don't even want to spend time talking about it i just i don't think that either team should have won i think texans should have tied again and Texans should just go 0 0 and 17 this year. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And here's another thing Russell, oh my gosh, Russell Wilson went to the AFC West, which before he went there was already good with, you know, the Chiefs having Mahomes and the Chargers having Herbert and the Raiders having Carr. He's going to a division who's already tough, who's already playing hard. So it's it's not going to be good for the Denver Broncos. Exactly. So, I mean, people are saying that Denver's going to be one of them wildcard teams this year. I don't think Denver's going. At first, I, I think I did vote for Denver, and I don't think they're going now. Either I voted for Denver or the Raiders, and I don't think either of them are going now. And no, while no. we're on that, well, let's just go into the Raiders game. Raiders versus oh, Cardinals. When I, was, I was going to save that one for last on this. Okay, fine. No. no, we'll go into the Cowboys and the Bengals because the Raiders one I feel like we will go and talk to for a while. So I'll go into the Cowboys and the Bengals game. And I'll start out by saying, what is going on with the Bengals? 
You have three unbelievably good receivers. You have Joe Mixon. You have Joe Shiesty himself. You just picked up a good tight end with Hunter Henry. And you have a solid defense that is not performing. You went out and got three new tackles to cover Joe Burrow. And he's still getting sacked like five times a week. Well, let me find the... I found a post on Facebook. I know you, you don't always believe on things on Facebook, but uh, where was it? It was um, – Was it the Lyle Collins? Yeah, yeah, it was. And he came from Dallas. Yeah. It was, okay, here, I found it. It says, um, your new bodyguard is in town. Nobody's going to touch you. That is what Lyle Collins said after signing with the Bengals. But yet – Burrow has gone down how many times? I in think the he already week? has been sacked 12 times. As I say, I was going to say 12 or 13. I couldn't remember. But I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. If you want a quarterback to last in this league, you got to have a, a semi-decent O-line to keep him at least healthy a little bit. And at this rate, Bengals are not going to do nothing again. Exactly. And I mean, they looked very good last year, and this year they just don't look the part. But was last year a fluke? Oh, 100%. It's like every year, one random person does very good. And I mean, I feel the same way with New York this year. I think New York's going to look very good, but next year they probably won't. Although we do have a good coaching staff. And that was what you're all, I feel y'all were missing. You know, honestly. Yes, I will say that Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, and Joe Shane coming in is going to help us tremendously. But yeah, I I feel y'all are going to do do more better, a lot better than y'all have done. So you know, we'll go into the game now. Cooper Rush with his second career start, getting the victory over Dak getting hurt. And I mean, Cooper Rush looked good out there. What was? Uh, let me look up his stats real quick, if you don't mind. And then for, for once, C.D. Lamb actually looked good. I mean, week one, C.D. Lamb looked terrible, but he looks good this year. Well, last game. Zeke, on the other hand, I don't know how I feel about Zeke. Tony Pollard is definitely Dallas's future. And if I'm Dallas, I try and start looking for trade options for Zeke. Maybe you get another quarterback to take care of. I have always said that about Zeke. Actually, I want to say um, the first two or three seasons of, of Zeke being in the league, I was like, oh, man, he's going to be great. And he's going to be really well, and I think he's going to be the, you know, the thing for the Cowboys. But honestly, the last three years, I've said it. We need to get, we need to trade him. We need to trade him. And everybody thinks I'm weird for saying that. No, I'm sorry. If you want something to be built around the Cowboys to help us get better, it, it's we need to get rid of Zeke. But let me go, let me tell you about Cooper Rush real quick. He went from 19 for 31, 235 yards, and again he had his second start, career start, and second career win as a starter. Exactly, he looked very good. But I mean, okay, so. It was rumored last year of a trade that was going to be a three-way trade between Buffalo, the Giants, and Dallas, where Buffalo would get Saquon, the Giants would get Zeke, and Dallas would just get a bunch of draft picks. And, I mean, looking back, I'm glad we never did that trade, but I felt like Dallas probably should have done it. Hands down, we should have done it. Because I, I think Dallas was going to get – one of New York's first rounds and then a fourth round, and then they were going to get Buffalo second and third. Uh, I agree. Um, I keep telling you, I know I keep you know, repeating myself, but I don't see Zeke being on the team much longer. But, I mean, I am not one to, like, hate on a team. There's no teams that, I'm, like, I can't stand. But I will say that when the Giants – traded with Chicago to move back to pick up Kadarius Tony. I was pissed that we did not go for Mike uh, Micah Parsons. 
and clearly looking at how Parsons is, that was probably the dumbest trade we have done. Yes, <laughs> I know we got Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau from that, but I mean, Thibodeau hasn't even played. Michael Parsons is, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, that's an interception for the Buffalo Bills. Sorry. Um, Tannehill is terrible. What do you expect? They <laughs> never, he's, that, done, he's done good for me before. That's yeah. another thing. I know we're talking about the Cowboys game, but Titans need to put in Malik Willis. Like, just get get rid of Tannehill at this point. Uh, anymore, I agree. But um, Michael, Par- let's go back to Michael Parsons. The boy is a stud. I don't care what anybody says. He's – He's a stud, and he's had two sacks in game one on Tom Brady, two sacks on um, Joe Burrow. He's So he's already looking in two weeks. He's already at four sacks. You continue doing two sacks a game, you're looking at 30 sacks. Oh, yeah, season. I know. And I think that Parsons will break the sack record this year. One of the, be- one of the best, I feel, in – I can't I can't knock the guy forward. I love it. Say if I would have to say my award picks right now, I think Micah Parsons is gonna be defensive player of the year. Oh, hands down, I, I agree. But now we'll actually go into the game. How on earth is the Bengals tying it at 17-17? How do they not decide to throw the ball? to a receiver that's not covered by Trayvon Diggs. Dallas does not have a secondary past Trayvon Diggs. No. So it is third and seven, and you throw the ball to the receiver that Trayvon Diggs is on. Like, you have three great receivers. Somebody could have made a play that's not being covered by Diggs. It blows my mind that they would do something like that. It's – I don't know if they were nervous or they were scared or what, but I agree with you. Our, our secondary is trash. And, you know, Diggs, even though he gave up, I think Lesher was the league high of yards, he's still a good secondary. I think he gave up the most yards and touchdowns last year. I knew I knew it was definitely the yardage, but I couldn't. I didn't know if it was the touchdowns or not. But I'm pretty. I know for sure it was the yards. Right. But after that, we have the Rams versus the Falcons, and what is up with the Rams too? What is up with both of these Super Bowl teams? I have a feeling it was a fluke. Just like you said about the Bengals, it was a fluke, and I feel that the Rams was – Well, I don't know how it was a fluke. They looked very good last year. They had an amazing offense, an amazing defense. They didn't really lose anybody. I mean, granted, losing Odell, but, I mean, they lost lost Vaughn Miller too. I was going to say they lost Vaughn Miller. But also the teams looked good before all of that. Yeah, but I I just – I think their their heads got too big and swelled up, and – they're just – they're not playing the way they should be playing. Um, do I oh, – touchdown for Stefan Diggs. But, wow. you know. I, well, at the same time, Jalen Hurts ran in the ball for 26 yards. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Y'all are hearing the scores as, as we talk. But, no, the, I just feel like their heads – you know, the Rams' heads got really too big and their egos got cocky and it's being shown. Do I see them going to the playoffs? Yes. But do I see them making it far into the playoffs? No. No. I I don't think it's another Super Bowl team this year. I think this is the one year that both Super Bowl teams do not look good at all. But they almost blew their comeback. And, like, that – was ridiculous in my mind. Like, how do you almost blow that comeback? Again, their heads. They're not playing smart ball right now. Well, I mean, it was, was what, 25 to 31 with less than two minutes left. And they just give up a safety. 
Like, what the heck? It, it, I didn't. I like I said, I didn't see much about that game either. But you know, like you said, it. it how can you give up? How can you get that? You know, come back and, and then almost lose it. it you have to play smart ball, and yes, it's you know safety is only worth two points, but at the same time, points well, are. Well, then points. you get the ball back too. So they gave up two points, and then they were getting the ball back. So he's they're lucky that uh, Marcus Mariota threw an interception. And not, that's another quarterback. I, I feel like he was overrated coming into the league. I. I thought that maybe he'd look good for Atlanta, but no, he did good week one. It's another one of those. This quarterback did good week one, and then week two, they don't look good. And I'll get into another one of those quarterbacks in two games, and I'm sure I'm sh- you know who I will be saying. But I, I, I hate to say it because the Falcons are my second favorite team. But I think this is another year the Falcons aren't going to be good. And it sucks because they're not using Kyle Pitts. I, I just, you know, ever since Atlanta went to the Super Bowl, they have not been that team. Do you agree with me or not? I agree. Atlanta has not looked good since that year. And what do you, and what do you think they they need to do to fix it? I, I think they just need to scrap the team. They don't have a defense. Their coaching staff is just awful. Losing Dan Quinn was probably one of the worst things that they would have done. I, just get rid of the whole franchise and start over. You think they should just up and move? I think them and Houston need to just come together. <laughs> <laughs> like. Both of those teams look bad. They just need to merge together. What would you call them? The Houston Tex Falcons. <laughs> the Houston Tex Falcons. I don't know. I don't know. You got to give me more time to think and just put me on the spot. Uh, Atlanta Texans. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to stay in Houston or are they going to go and be in Atlanta? Or are they going to meet what? halfway? No, they're, they're going to play at both. Both stadiums are going to, you know, one will be away and one will be a home game. I don't know. I, I think you just meet them halfway. What's <laughs> in between Texas and Atlanta? What is Lu- Mississippi? Lu- Louisiana. Oh, see, in Louisiana, you got, you got New Orleans. I would say you got the Saints. So, I mean, maybe they're the Saints now. I don't know. <laughs> All right. In between Georgia and Texas, you got – Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Right in between is Mississippi. So call them the Mississippi Hornbills. Okay, I like that name. You get the the horns from the Texans still, and then the bird from the Falcons, they're the Mississippi Hornbills. I'm down with that one. In fact, I'd uh, I'd actually (laughs) give up being a Cowboys fan just to be that. Yes. I'll start. I'll even buy out the team. I will start the Mississippi Hornbills. I'll be with you. All right. So we got two more games. The one you've been waiting for, the Cardinals and the Raiders. And let me just say, this is another team that looks good on paper but is not doing anything. What is up with the Raiders? Let me just say, I've been to that stadium. I know you did. Didn't you go last year on your honeymoon? Yeah, I went on my honeymoon. Let me tell you, that stadium is remarkable. It's, it's huge. It's nice. It's, you see I, the things, you know, how from the start of the team it has grown to now, it, it's unbelievable. But I think it is very upsetting that <laughs> this looked like the MVP year for Derek Carr, and he is not producing. Like that, that upsets me. I, I, I don't, I think Derek Carr is just at his end. He's not where he needs to be. And I think he needs to step it up. And just, it's pathetic. 
but here's my thing about that game, and that's when it was in overtime. First, first, let's let's even talk about real quick how they got into the overtime game. I about to say let's let's wait to talk about overtime until we talk about the what last forty five seconds of the game. I was gonna say let's get back to the last. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say a minute, but forty. We can go forty five seconds. Okay, fourth and goal. Kyler Murray runs eighty five yards total for one play only for it to be an incompletion but a holding call so then yeah. they restart and they get first and goal on what like the four yard line and yep. three incompletions in a row and it looks like arizona's done for it nope they get a rushing touchdown kyler murray takes it himself what is up with the raiders defense and i mean he threw max crosby off of him when I when I was watching the game and I saw that I was like, how? How can you go from throwing three incomplete passes down there at the you know goal line area and still end up making it into the end zone on fourth and goal by rushing it in? What, exactly. What, what was Oakland? Or not even Oakland, I should say Vegas. Say what they're not they, Oakland anymore. What was they? What was they even? What was they? What was in their heads? And then they. Then not only that, they're, they're still down by two points. They have to go for a two-point conversion. Exactly, and, and I don't even know how they don't cover AJ Green in the back there. When he when. Uh, Murray, you know, he, you, even if you watch that play, he pointed to Green and like pointed him to the left a little bit and threw that ball. Boom! It was caught. And I, I looked at my wife and I said, "What in the world? How was that caught? And how was he not caught?" Exactly. And I mean, at this point, people think AJ Green's washed, but AJ Green looked very good right there. I thought he was washed. I'm not even a lie. I will admit it to this day. I thought he was washed. Well, I would also see say that he is washed, but with them losing Hopkins and more of that second. game. Wow, Tannehill. Get rid of Tannehill. Yep, it was return, return for a touchdown. Get rid of Tannehill. Okay. Sorry. Okay, but then, you know, they make it into overtime. It is, what, 23-23 overtime. Arizona gets the ball, and they drive it down to – it was what, around the 40? I want to say it was – I thought it was the, near the 50. It, it was around midfield, and it was like fourth and three, and they go for it, and they don't convert. So, you know, Oakland, Las Vegas – you got me calling them Oakland. Sorry about the, that. The Raiders get the ball, and they're already at midfield. All they have to do is just go a little further – so they're in field goal range to end the game, and Hunter Renfro gets knocked into the helmet, punch ball punched out. Uh, Murphy picks it up and takes it all the way back, but almost the Sean Jackson did. When are when are players going to learn? Just hold the ball until you're in there. Stop showboating. Stop showboating is what I say, you know. Exactly. Just wait until you're in the end zone. But here's my thing. It, if Renfro would have just gone down, yeah, it was – I think the pass was what, second, second down, I'm pretty sure it was. If he would have just gone down and you would have been third and one, third and two, you can still make that up. So why would you try to fight for extra yards? Now, if you are fourth down and you've got to get it there, for a couple seconds to end the game and you, you, you try to fight for those extra yards before you take a timeout, I could understand it. But when are players going to realize if it's first down, second down, stop trying to fight for those extra yardage, you're going to take a chance of, of what just happened to him and it fumbled. Exactly. Like, he should have just went down. They would have been better, but, you know, it happens, I guess. I don't know. I just think that they looked very, very bad on offense. Like Devontae Adams did not produce really any of that game. 
I no, I agree with you. I don't know what's up with Derek Carr, but do you think do you think uh, Adams wishes now he would have stayed? No, I I don't think so. I say give it give him a couple more games. He he'll start regretting it. Yeah, I say in a couple more games maybe, but I think it's just the fact that. Aaron Rodgers only relied on him. He probably wanted all that pressure taken off of him. And now Derek Carr has Waller and Renfro to throw to. Adams doesn't feel like he has so much that he has to worry about. That's no, just how I see it. And uh, to not cut you off, I know I keep talking about the Buffalo game, but uh, they have uh, Willison now. Finally, Malik Willis. <laughs> yep. Third okay. round pick of the 2022 draft. We'll we see how we have one more game. And when I was telling you that a quarterback that looked good in week one, um, I think that that quarterback is Justin Fields. Yeah, I was I was very shocked about this game. I was uh, like you said, I I thought Justin Fields was going to do something, but no. It, wasn't and uh, I have a feeling Rogers is going to definitely do something again surprise us all uh, I honestly did not think that they were going to win you're talking about Packers yeah I did not think that the Packers were going to win it Yeah, I was uh, I was very shocked uh, after week one. I was seeing the Packers the way they played, and uh, I was shocked. But you know what? I will take how he played. You know, he, even though he he got a fumble, um, he threw zero interceptions. It what was it last year? He uh, it was against the Saints. He looked horrible. And oh, yeah. And then week two, he blew up. Yeah. So, do we see a trend here coming? Possibly. Uh, how I see it, though, is I don't know if Rodgers, you could really say. I think that was the Aaron Jones show. That's just my opinion. How many How many yards did he have again? I think it was like close to 170 with two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 132, one rushing touchdown, but 38 receiving yards for a receiving touchdown. So he had 170 total. And Rodgers was 19 for 25 on passes, um, 234 yards with two touchdowns. Um, And then he had on five rushes, he had 10 yards with a lost fumble. So, I mean, honestly, Aaron – he doesn't. He's not the greatest runner, but um, I see a trend, and that's him sucking week one, and then weeks two through the rest of the season, he's doing exactly. Exactly, and then one game in the middle of all that, it looks bad. So that was week one, uh, week two of the NFL season. Before we end every episode, I want to do a five-minute game countdown to see how well you know your knowledge of oh, things I suck, I suck at my knowledge I... uh, of things in the past so in five minutes i need you to give me the answer to six questions but they are multiple choice so this week's episode we are doing uh the famous quotes from uh football players or oh, or coaches Okay, well, like last week, we got to hear an amazing quote by one quarterback after his game, and the quote was, they tried to write me off, but I didn't write back. Who said that quote? Geno Smith, Tim Tebow, or Tom Brady? Uh, That was Geno Smith. Correct. Geno Smith said it after the Denver game. Okay, next quote. Playoffs? We ain't talking about playoffs. Was that? Jim Mora. Bill Parcell or Pete Carroll? 
Jim Mora. Yes. Okay. You're two for two. All right. Next one. That's a W. Let's go eat one. Let's go out and eat a W today. Who said that? Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, or Matt Ryan? Oh, wow. Um, This one I definitely don't know, but I'm going to go with Jameis. Yes. Jameis Winston said that before a game against the Saints, and they got absolutely massacred in that game. Wow. Three for three. Next. What's weighing on my mind is how soon I can get a Bud Light in my mouth after this win. Who said that? Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, or Peyton Manning? Let's go with Randy Moss. No, that was Peyton Manning. Oh, wow. Okay, two more. You're three for four. I have two weapons. My arms, my legs, and my brain. Who said that quote? Lamar Jackson, Reggie Bush, or Michael Vick? That sounds like a Michael Vick. So I'm going to go with Michael Vick. Correct. It was Michael Vick. You are four for five. You have one last chance to, I what would it be, a, a, a 90-some percent? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Look, I may be dumb, but at least I'm not stupid. Who said that? Michael Strahan, Terry Bradshaw, or Mel Blunt? Let's go Mel Blunt. Nope, Terry Bradshaw. That was going to be my second guess, honestly. Yes, Terry Bradshaw said that. All right, so uh, next, next week on our, on our podcast, I'm going to ask you questions. I'll give you six questions. Well, next week, unfortunately, I will be out watching the Giants game. So the day that we record, you will not be able to. So I will do a quick rundown myself. But week four, you can think of a game and you can question me then. I'll, I'll hold you to that statement. Okay. Uh, I went four for six. Four for six. <laughs> I shot a 67%. <laughs> okay. But we thank you guys for listening to the first episode of our newest season of the Fresh Takes podcast. We have videos out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Like I said, next week, unfortunately, Tank will not be there. So it will either be just me or I will bring in a special guest. But we hope you guys did enjoy. You can listen to us through Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram, and both of us do have a Facebook that you can follow us on. Go ahead and say down below your opinions of who you think could be MVP, who you think is going to the Super Bowl, what you thought of our opinions for this week. But we do thank you guys for listening in, and we hope that you had a great time, and we cannot wait to see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. Episodes out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern Time.